Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode 16. I'm your host, Julian, with my special co-host filling in for Justin today, Antoine. Justin's not with us today. He's actually out of town. It's a birthday episode for Justin. He had a birthday this past Tuesday. So we're gonna hold it down while he's out of town enjoying himself. It's nothing. It's, it, we haven't had a two people podcast in a while. It's Super Bowl 53, big bowl season. The biggest bowl of the year. Um and the Patriots are back. It's their third straight. The Rams are here. The Rams are finally here. We thought we, would, we we might see them last year. McVay's rookie year didn't go down the way he wanted to. He has a chance to redo him, redeem himself in year two. Rewrite that story. He's the youngest coach in NFL history coming into the Super Bowl at 33. Jared Goff coming into this Super Bowl has got here the quickest being a number one draft pick as a quarterback. Three seasons. One with Jeff Fisher. His second year with a new head coach learning a new system and a new scheme. And in his third year, perfecting that system and that scheme alongside the league's offensive player of the year from last year, Todd Gurley, across from the defensive player of the year, Aaron Donald. Donald. Possibly the MVP, which we know it's going to Mahomes, but with all respects, Aaron Donald is in the Super Bowl, and he did have 20 and a half sacks as a defensive tackle, so... That's just insane in itself. You got players like Aaron Donald on the off on the defensive side of the ball for the Rams with 20 and a half sacks, which is almost unheard of. And on the other hand, on your offensive side, you have a running back with 21 total touchdowns. So it's like you're getting all sides of the spectrum with this. Uh, Look how they won the game in New Orleans, albeit no call. We get it. Greg Zorloin still had to hit a 57-yard field goal. Legatron. One the only. <laughs> it's three phases of the game, and they win on all three of them. That's why the Rams have been, I guess, I mean, I'd say the most exciting, definitely alongside the Chiefs, the most exciting team all season. Yeah, in all aspects of the ball, offense, defense, special teams. Yeah. I mean, they, they, we saw them on this journey. He had to beat Aaron Rodgers. He had to go and beat... Russell Wilson in the playoffs. Yeah, two better. He had to beat Dak Prescott and those Cowboys who were a hot team coming into this playoffs mm-hmm. with one of the better defenses in the league. And now he's here against Tom Brady, who many people are writing Jared Goff off already as far as, you know, they're playing the Patriots. You're one of those people. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not. A, I, I wouldn't consider myself being one to write him off. I do think that the Rams have a good chance, but there are certain things that they're going to have to be able to do in order to win, and I don't think that they're going to be able to do those things. We're going to get into all of that, I promise. Big bowl episode. But first, NBA news. We heard the breaking news with, I guess, you know, Anthony Davis. Everybody heard he requested his trade, and then right after that. We see Kristaps Porzingis notify the front office that he's not sure about their their direction and, and their winning yes. you know, ways. So then they had a talk, and right after that talk... What was it, three hours after that talk? Yeah, three hours after that talk, he was shipped off. Um, I'm pretty sure they started 
uh, accepting, like, they started hearing offers before before that. I'm pretty sure, like, the head office was hearing offers on Persingas before that. But that was kind of like the, all right, um, you're not you're not liking you're not heading in the same direction as us like you don't have the same mindset as us right you said it yourself you don't like what we're doing and we are trying to do something here you got to be patient with us and Porzingis he's he's a talent bro he he deserves better he really does but we don't have it here right now we don't have it in New York right now that's respectable I mean my thing with Porzingis is I'm glad he's out of New York because he's a winning player. Yeah. And, you know, he is a skillful player, as you said. He's one of the best big men in the league when healthy. He's coming back from a torn ACL, which, by the way, Mark Cuban, you just told me Mark Cuban said he's probably not going to play this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is smart. I mean, he wasn't going to play in New York regardless because what would be the point? Exactly. And two, in Dallas, I mean, they're not going for no playoff run, a deep playoff run. For, uh-huh. They're still that. grooming Luka. Still trying to figure out um, a core to that team. Right. So, especially with shipping off Dennis Smith Jr. now. Yeah. Shipping out Wesley Matthews as a veteran, mm-hmm. but bringing in Tim Hardaway Jr., who is on a one-year contract or on the last year of his contract right now, and DeAndre Jordan, who's on the last year of his contract if he doesn't pick up his player option. But it is his choice. So, they do have a new kind of core to this team where you're going to be surrounding it around Luka, Porzingis, and then do they try to sign another free agent in the offseason to make a big three with them? Do they kind of take this season? Kind of like that great role player that he'll fit on a winning team and he'll be the difference. He can, he can, for sure. I mean, like not as a big three. Right, right, of course. Especially, we saw it in Golden State. Yeah. Um, Tim Hardaway, I don't don't think Dallas resigns him after this year. Um. So yeah, they'll have to also figure out what they want to do with the guard position if they uh, want to have somebody else running the floor, or if they want to have Luca running the floor. What they want to do with all that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the Mavs have some problems. I mean, not problems, but they have uh, some some figuring out to do. You think they go for a trade before the deadline? I'm not too sure because I kind of think right now it's like. Do the Mavericks want to kind of still play low-key ball to get a nice draft pick and just draft young? They as, also traded one of their picks to the Knicks. Right. I'm not sure what pick it was. It was the first rounder. For what year? Uh, 2020. But it wasn't, it wasn't this year's draft. So they still have this year's draft pick. Um, I don't know. I don't think they're going to go out and, and try to make too many moves. I, I see them sitting back and waiting for the summertime to – to uh, see what DeAndre Jordan's going to do with his contract and try to sign a big fish. I mean... DeAndre they, was in the trade. Yeah. He's on... Oh, excuse me. So, yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, oh, man. So that's... um. So they, now they have to see yeah. what they're going to do at their five. Yeah. If they're going to run KP, which I wouldn't want to have KP at my five. Mm-hmm. I'd like him at the four. Mm-hmm. In the way Dirk does, I think this is great because Dirk Nowitzki has been around the organization forever. He's going to be around forever. That's the and perfect. he's just going to groom KP. Yeah. We we thought he was going to groom KP coming into the league, just being who KP was, and now he's actually with the organization that this this guy made his living yeah. off of. So I don't see how it doesn't benefit him to the fullest. And then they're going to have to find out. Yeah, like you said, does Luca, you know, control the ball? 
are they going to go out and get a point guard and let Luka play off ball? Or, I mean, Kyrie Irving, we've been hearing, you know, is Boston going to resign him? Does he go back home to New York? Not yeah. back home. Well, does he go home? Does he go home to New York? Yeah. Does Dallas try to get a crack at him? KP? Because, you know, KP and, and Kyrie was a thing that I kind of saw if Kyrie went to New York, thinking Kyrie might go to New York this summer. I'd love to see Kyrie and KP and, you know, what they would be able to do. So now seeing... That's a little too much. Think about it now. Like, it sounds good, but it, it also doesn't. Because Kyrie, um, he, he, I don't think he thinks of himself as a ball-dominant player, but he is. Oh, for sure. For and sure. Luka, Luka is going to get to the point where he's going to need the ball more. And then KP's also going to want touches. And they could find themselves in a hole with that, like other teams. So then how do you, like, how do they... Go from we're, we're putting a name. I was gonna say from good to great. We're putting good on them. We never seen Doncic and Porzingis play together. Yeah. So before we say that, I mean they they're gonna have to show what they can do. But I do think they're talented enough to be able to have success on the floor together. If they do, what would push them over the hump from just being this great duo or this good duo that's holding it down like a Paul George and a Westbrook? actually becoming a team that can contend for a serious title run because yeah getting a player like Kyrie Irving isn't you need gonna, more it's not gonna it's not gonna not like that it's not gonna hold on. From the point guard position. getting a player like Kyrie Irving mm-hmm. doesn't mean that he has to be as ball dominant as he is because it's all a system you know and he if he's gonna change his this is the first time Kyrie Irving is getting a chance to choose where he wants to go. Yeah. Right? So he's not going to be forced into this system. He's not going to be forced to play with a LeBron James. He's not going to be forced to uh, figure out how to run Brad Stevens' system the year after he gets hurt and misses the playoffs and they go on this run mm-hmm. to where things aren't gel. Yeah. He's going to be able to find himself, okay, I put myself in this, you know, in this position, so I'm going to happily try to deal with what I'm in. Say he would make the decision and go to Dallas. I'm sure he's going to go in and open-minded, knowing how good Doncic is with the ball, knowing how much KP might need touches. You know, like, and I'm not saying he will go, but if he was to make that decision, I think, you know, he's going into it knowing. Can you see him uh, giving up role, like giving up his role, a little bit of his role to where he's only like a 20 and 10 player? Yeah, I mean, if, if Kyrie... I think so because I think he knows what it takes to win in this league. I mean, he's won and he's played with the greatest, mm-hmm. so that benefited him there. But he likes to be a factor in a real product, a real bland product of that's for sure. That's for sure. I mean, he got a game winning yeah. game seven NBA finals exactly. And if he's on the Mavericks, who do you give that last shot to? And then if Luca or Porzingis misses, how would Kyrie react? That too. I mean, Kyrie, the player or the teammate. Now, I'm not gonna and sit here he and say, say he's a negative teammate because it's happened. I mean, yeah, everybody I, has their. I don't think he's a negative teammate, but he is. He's one of those. He thinks about things a lot, so For sure. he'll, he'll say one thing and it'll be one way. But he's been dwelling. He's on, very emotional. Yeah, exactly. So he might make his further decision on something like that. You feel me? Might change everything. Speaking of Kyrie. Mm-hmm. Free agent this summer, as we've been talking about. 
Where would you give him? Where do you see him going this summer? He, Kyrie would love to to win. Kyrie would love to win. I feel like he, mm, he he just wants to. Mm, I don't know, bro. I I can't really I can't really talk for whether he wants to win now or if he is down to 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 grind it out. You know, a couple saying? more years, yeah. grow something special. Because if he really is down to grow something special, I don't see why he wouldn't go to New York, especially in the position that we are now with the money that we have and the Draft picks that picks. we have. Yeah, um, the young the youngins on the team. We we like the world is his if he comes to New York. Yeah, you the key. I get drive. that. If he wants to win now, though, then you would have he would have to look at a team in the East, kind of like uh, I don't know. I don't know who would put him. Maybe Miami. Maybe. I mean, you could a team that'll make that'll well Miami's with Toronto. cap space. If they don't do anything at the trade deadline, we're not going to be in the running for anybody for the next two years, probably. Our, our money's tied up right now. But my thing is like. There's so many teams that can 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 try something at all these superstars that are coming out this year, like a Clay Thompson, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant. You know, Kawhi Leonard could leave Toronto, and you know, I think Kyle Lowry might be a free agent this summer. What if Kyrie goes to Toronto? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. There's so many options right now, and like he said, ask me July first. It's February 1st. So he told you, literally, ask me in five months. So, okay. All right. I respect that. Exactly. There's way too much Mm -hmm. to get too deep. Dwayne Wade, all-star. Dirk Nowitzki, all-star. Beautiful. Adam Silver's a genius. He figured out a way to not discredit a player who might be more deserving of the award or of the selection as far as, okay, an injury replacement, we'll give it to Dwayne Wade. He deserves it. Well, you know, D'Angelo Russell deserves it a little more than Dwayne Wade, which is why they gave him the first injury reserve. Dwayne Wade and Dirk just got added to, you know, each team like a special. It's just like a special occasion. Yeah. Adam Silver is a boss. Yeah, I like I like it. I don't, it doesn't take away from anybody, and it definitely celebrates our veterans, two great veterans, the Hall of Famers, and and they really like they yeah. literally won ring, their first ring. Oh off yeah, each other. that's wow off each other. Huh. So that was pretty interesting. <laughs> yeah, the way Dirk Nowitzki and and Dwayne Wade's careers like intertwined. Yeah. You know, with him winning in '06, innovators and of their own. Of their own style yes, of play. Yes, yes, beautiful, beautiful. Yes. So, you you got anything basketball wise? You um, nah, Knicks just hold, hang in there. Real quick, actually, I do. Speaking of the Knicks, Zion Williamson. Now, what's the play? Because you guys did improve your roster, if you ask me. You got Dennis Smith. You know, Porzingis wasn't playing, mm-hmm. so that that piece doesn't even count in a sense of right now you move Porzingis you move Courtney Lee you move Hardaway Jr. Tim Hardaway Jr. but you get 
Wesley Matthews. Wesley Matthews. You get DeAndre Jordan. And one more. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. Yes. And that's a young asset right there. Yeah. And we got a young asset, a lockdown defender, and a perimeter. I mean, uh, in the paint, hold down. Like, he's right. been holding Rim down. Protected. His, yeah, yeah, Rim protected. Protected. He's been holding down his position for a while. My thing is, you guys were in the mix to have a lottery top three pick being the Zion Williamson, you know, maybe even R.J. Barrett sweepstakes, but now you guys look like you might be putting a little more competition in the contest. I don't think so. I don't think... It may look like that, but I don't think we'll, like that team will get it together to where... Like Dennis Smith Jr., he's... We've seen it this year. He He's a great player. He's, he's going to be good. He's going to be great or whatever, but we haven't seen him really take over and be a consistent right. threat, you right. know? So it's going to take him time to still develop his game. DeAndre Jordan, the same with his case. He, he's not going to take over a game. Um, we'll dominate the boards and stuff, but we still need to rely on the younger shooters like Dodson, Trier, um, Moutier, Frank, Nilekina. Got to get more active. Like, it's going to take more than just those two. Right. To make that difference. That's why you guys are going so hard trying to get a free agent signed in the summer because you guys need somebody to establish a sense of leadership, a sense of winning culture, mm-hmm. and a sense of not so veteran but older, like a Kyrie veteran mindset. You know, that he's a veteran. He's been to the finals. He knows what it takes to have a long season and go to the playoffs and win. Um, you guys don't have that On nowhere team. to be yeah. found. So... To get that back, especially with a coach like David Fisdale, you know, you guys have the future pointed toward you in the right direction. History tells that you'll still find a way to mess it up. <laughs> Hopefully that's not true. Because why not? I mean, if, if the Knicks are good, the NBA is more fun. Like, let's be real. New York fans are, are the worst. So <laughs> we need we need them to be able to, to talk their shit and actually kind of mean it. Like, you guys haven't been able to talk meaningful shit for some time now. So New York needs to be able to feel like, yo, New York, stand up. Yeah. Let's get to the Super Bowl, bro. If I had to... <laughs> <laughs> he, he's going to hit you in the head with the... Uh... <laughs> that copyright infringement. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I did it like this. Cause they can't get me with it. Yeah, that shit was bootleg as fuck. Yeah, so. Um, they still probably try to get me for it. And try, we broke NFL. Ha ha ha! Jokes on you. Jokes on you, Roger Goodell. Yeah. You bum. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you bum. You listen. Super Bowl Sunday, February third, two thousand nineteen. Patriots versus the Rams, Atlanta, Georgia, six thirty p.m. The stage is set. Travis Scott is at halftime. They got somebody else at halftime. Travis still getting flack for that? They still at his night? Some people. But look, if somebody's trying to get a bag... Don't interrupt the bag. Yeah, right? Don't interrupt the bag. This is family business. Yeah, hate on yourself. First of all, let's let's do something like... This is... I'll, I'll just do this one time. I understand why people can look at Travis Scott differently. I understand why... People are judging him and and 
saying the things they are and 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 having their own opinion about thinking he shouldn't be doing that. I get that because you're human and you, you can do that. But to seriously feel some type of way about somebody else making money for their family, for themselves, off of the success that they've created for themselves. Selfish. It's one, yeah, selfish. And two, it's ignorant. Yeah. That's ignorant. It, like, I, that is so ignorant. If My thing is like, okay, yes, the NFL, it is what it is. First of all, everybody that's criticizing, not everybody, but a majority of the people that are criticizing Travis Scott are still watching football on Sunday. So if you're going to sit here and watch the Super Bowl, but you're mad at the person that's, like, doing a halftime show, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, how are you even talking about the game? Yeah, you have some backwards. So... Let's focus on the fact that he was once a kid that used to probably watch the Super Bowl. And it probably was in his hometown before. And he probably had dreams to say, damn, when I when I get big, I would like to perform on that stage. That dream has become a reality and he has the opportunity to do so. And you're going to make and him feel bad about that? Because of the injustices of the owners of the NFL? Because of the... The ne- neglect of the commissioner of the NFL, who are all still making money whether he performs or not. So, so why not have him take some money out of their pocket and and then put put on for what he can? Like why not? What if he, well, nobody knows that he's going to come out and and protest? Yeah, that's like right. he could be he could be like acting like he's going to perform and just flip the NFL Super Bowl halftime show upside down. Mm-hmm. I'll take the fine. Whatever the case may be, he said under this condition, the NFL has to donate X amount of money to uh, these charities that are going to help African-Americans. I don't know in what way. I'm not specifically sure. But nonetheless, he's basically doing it under his conditions. So he's even helping the cause while helping himself, while opening doors for other black artists let's be real like mm-hmm. what the super bowl is not a hip-hop show and it's never been yeah really it's slowly turning into one <laughs> like this is where we talk about breaking barriers i mean it's big for artists in hip-hop you know what i'm saying like it's different it's different like a cardi b is different it's a female it's, it's rap it's we have coldplay we have u2 we have jenna jackson we have justin timberlake why Beyonce did it? Y'all, nobody wasn't saying nothing. Yeah, and that was around the time of the Ray Rice situation. Like, it's backward, like you say. Let's actually get into the Super Bowl, though. Tom Brady's in his third straight Super Bowl. The Patriots have thirty. I want to say thirty-six players that have played in the Super Bowl before. Wow. To the Rams, four, maybe three. That, that's that's experience right there. That's a stat. Here it is. And Dominic and Sue, <laughs> he's played. Um, nah. Nah? Dante Fowler? Nah, nah, nah. Uh, Super Bowl for the Rams. Yeah. Akeem Tlaib. Oh, yeah. When yes. he went with the Broncos. Ooh, that's a good question. Let's see. Did C.J. Anderson play for the Broncos yeah, that year? Yeah, that same year. Mm-hmm. That's another. Um, Brandon Cooks. Okay. Last year. Yeah, with the Saints. No, 
Last year with the Patriots. With the Patriots. He was on the Patriots. He got no- Brandon Cooks actually got knocked out of the game early. Malcolm Jenkins hit him. He, like, caught the ball, turned around Malcolm Jenkins, blindsided him, and knocked him out the game, which was a key point to the Eagles and having success defensively. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have so much defensive success. He threw for 500 yards on them, but they didn't let that big play that Brandon Cooks can bring happen. Um they need pressure. Nonetheless, of if there was 53 players or none, the, the Patriots need to hold up the Rams' pressure, and Aaron Donald needs to do what he's done all season. And Dominican Sue needs to do what he's been doing these whole playoffs. He's revamped his, his late career in these playoffs. Um, the Patriots are number one in pass blocking. Yep. And the Rams are number two in pass rushing. Hmm. But Aaron Donald is doubling the average. Like, it takes him less than half of the average time it takes somebody else to shut a block. It's it's unreal. Like, yeah. we're, we're at the point where we're watching defensive line replays just to show how a guy can shut a block. <laughs> and it's art. It's, it's truly art. Here it is, though. In Super Bowls, when Tom Brady is pressured less than 40% of the time, the Patriots are 5-0. and when he's pressured at least 40% of the time, Patriots are 0-3. This Rams team is capable of bringing that type of pressure. Similar to that Giants defensive pass rush. Yeah. Similar to the other Giants defensive pass rush. And similar to last year's Eagles pass rush. The, the Rams have it. They have Dante Fowler. They went out and got him through a trade. They went and signed Ndamukin Su to pair up with Aaron Donald. They went and paid Aaron Donald the most money for a D-tackle in years. Maybe ever. They went and signed Aqib Tlaib. They went and got Marcus Peters. These are blockbuster names, but they did it because they realized that these big names are what winning can bring. Yeah. And look at where they are now. But you have a team like the Patriots where they draft and they, they just mold. And grow. And grow. Sony Michelle, five touchdowns these playoffs. Most of the rookies had. James White, he's doing it every single year. He's torching linebackers up all game. Rex Burkhead, they're just running the ball. You know, they have uh, Philip Dorsett, balling. Cordell Patterson, balling. Julian Edelman, balling. Chris Hogan, playing good. Yeah. Gronkowski, balling. So there's, there's so much going into this game. There's so much star power. There's so much name. There's so much hype. There's so much... Uh, History. There's so much stats that that's just piled into this one game for it to be determined in three hours, sixty minutes of football, and I got the Patriots because when it's all said and done, I'm gonna let you get into yours. But when it's all said and done, in my opinion, Tom Brady has been here before. He knows what it's like. He knows that if the Patriots can run the ball and they can play good defense, they'll win any game. He knows that he's going up against one of the best offenses, so he's going to have to bring his offense. They played one of the, against one of the hottest offenses last year, even though the starting quarterback on the other team got hurt. Nick Foles came in and played his best game of his life and won the Super Bowl MVP through it for, for over 500 yards. So Tom Brady knows all of this. He knows that he's going to be going against a great coach by Sean McVay. 
Oh, also, mm-hmm. both teams are injury-free coming into the game. Right. So there's no way ways about it. Yeah. But what I was saying with Tom Brady is that with all this on the line, he's not going to go and be the one to make the mistake. We've seen how he's been playing in these playoffs. I mean, the, thir- the three third-down conversions against Kansas City in overtime, we saw... The on the flip side of the ball, their defense playing against Kansas City last week or two weeks ago, excuse me. Bill Belichick was dialing up blitzes, and they had zero points. Kansas City did at the half, the best team in offense. So they're also the best team at adjusting at the half. They see what you do the first half; they're going to try to take that away from you. My X factor is James White. I don't see any linebacking, uh, any linebacker on the Rams that can stick him one on one. He's too fast to just. He's too fast. He's too. He's too nifty, and he's too great of a catching back. It's going to be that or Edelman, and once they start feeding Edelman and they start feeding their attention, it's going to be White. Once they start bringing it to the flat. It's going to go Edelman. That's how I see the game going. I do think the Rams are going to get some pressure on Tom Brady. I do think that they're going to put up the points. I just see the Patriots. It's going to be a good game. It has to be a good game. The Patriots are just going to end up making more plays in the Patriot fashion. Because I don't I don't want them to win. I don't necessarily. I'm not mad if they do because, honestly, Tom Brady at this point, six championships is is. It's insane. Like the fact that he has, he can win as many championships as Jordan, <laughs> and I've seen all of them. I can't say much after that. So I'm gonna go Patriots. I want to hear what you gotta say because this is the first time on record that I think you're gonna give your opinion yeah. on this game. Now, this this game, everything I see from this game is that it's going high scoring and down to the wire Hmm. nothing tells me otherwise nothing tells me that this game will be boring in any of the quarters I think we will see a score early and then often from there on out now with that said the pressure that stat that you dropped I like that stat because Brady is going to get pressured. I'm not saying he's going to have a bad game, but he is going to get pressured. Some of those easy passes, those easy plays mm-hmm. that would really make a game and kill a morale aren't going to fly. He, he's going to have to work for everything, which we keep, like, obviously he can do, and we've seen him do, but he's going to have to work for it, which isn't saying much for Brady. Jared Goff, on the other hand, will also have to work for it. Right. So we'll have to see him do that. The only difference between the Kansas City offense and the Rams for uh, the Kansas City offense being shut out and the Rams, I don't see the Rams, like I don't see their focus being the pass game. I see their focus being the run game. Right. Let's get Todd Gurley active, and I feel like that's going to work. Um, they still got C.J. Anderson too. Yeah, so could give him a breather. And then attack the air when necessary. And Jared Goff has proven, as long as you don't milk me, I got you. I can come in clutch. I can I can be consistent. I just can't, you know. Not don't don't make me throw thirty two passes this game. 
That's true. That's true. And I think Todd Gurley is going to have to be the X factor of the game for the Rams if they want to win the Super Bowl because think about this. When they beat the Cowboys, Todd Gurley had over 100 yards. C.J. Anderson had over 100 yards rushing. Mm-hmm. Last week, they did, They came out flat. They came out and gave up. They couldn't get a first down. Todd Gurley was dropping passes. Todd Gurley was looking like... But it was also his first... Um, I mean, yeah, he, he wasn't looking like himself. He wasn't he looking got like himself? He got Supposedly, hurt. Supposedly, yeah, they, he did get hurt. And, and I'll give him that. Like, if, if he was truly hurt... But we're not going to sit there and excuse yeah. like a drop first down on third down to punt the ball. You get what I'm saying? So it makes your team start slow. It makes you have less possessions. It makes Drew Brees be able to have the ball in his hand again. Granted, he had the ball in the red zone off an interception and scored a field goal. They got the ball, drove it down, and scored a field goal. So the defense held up. But if it was for the offense and the defense wasn't playing good, they would have went down two scores like 14 zip. And who knows what would have happened with the Saints. You know what I'm saying? We might be talking about Rams. Uh, Saints Patriots. Yeah. So, thank fail. Uh, well, thankfully the defense, you know, saved them last week. But Todd Gurley's gonna have to come back into his own. He's gonna come back and and have to be that offensive player of the year. The guy that scored twenty one touchdowns that could have had twenty five touchdowns, but kneeled the ball to win games. Yeah. You know, like. Come on. What are you doing? The Patriots' defense, they don't have the greatest defense. You know, they're gonna play man defense all day. Stephon Gilmore is gonna chase around. Uh, What's his name over here? Probably uh, Robert Woods, probably. because they'll probably double Brandon Cooks. They're not. They're gonna try to Cooper give him Cup the active. Is he? Yeah. I don't think he plays. I don't think he'll play. Uh-huh. No. Okay. I mean, I could be wrong, but coming off the ACL and first game back, uh, what flow does he really have? You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. So, um, and even if he was to play. I don't think he would have that impact of Cooper Cup, you yeah. know, being Cooper Cup. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Patriots defense is gonna have to come come through come, strong. Yeah, you they're know gonna have to mean? come through. Which they have been. They mm-hmm. really have been. With that said, it's gonna go down to the wire and Legatron is going to kick the winner. Damn. So they're gonna get the game winning field goal like Vinatieri did when they beat the Rams in two thousand one. Wow, yeah. He said, wow, yeah, that's funny. You know, the New England Patriots have won at least 10 games since 2003. They've been in nine Super Bowls. That's that's a great franchise, man. I can't knock it. And I can't even hate on them no more because, like, even, like, as a Giants It's like boring fan, to hate on them. Yeah, it's boring to hang on them. It's kind of, like, cool to like them I don't now. have to hate on them. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, so, yeah, they're <laughs> cool. Brady does his thing, bro. He, he really is one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback. He's the greatest, we can say it. Um, you can start getting used to saying it. Nah, I still like Aaron. I still like a lot of other people. But yeah, I give I give credit where it's due, bro. Well, Brady's the truth. But this Super Bowl isn't his. It's not his to win. He's not. He. I don't. I don't even feel like they have the momentum coming into the game. Hmm. I don't know, bro. Rams had know. that no call. They got a lot of bad energy around them. I mean, I hope the Rams win. I do. Patriots I, I would also like to had see. A lot of, but they always come into this game with controversy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it's not even so much. Con- well. Yeah. Every year some shit. There's always something. It's the Patriots. <laughs> I mean, they're not exactly. supposed to be here, right? <laughs> Week one, you know, Brady's old this year. Oh. You know, Josh God. Gordon got suspended again. Where's that cliff? Gronkowski's not playing Now would be good. a great time for that cliff to come. The one that Brady's supposed to drop off of? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, it'll wait till Monday. 
I think Brady's going to Disney World again. So I rest my case with the Patriots. I don't know if you have anything else to say for this episode. Aaron Donald, he's going to sack Brady maybe two times. At least one sack, maybe two times. And that's going to be the difference. Hmm. So right before we go, how about this? We'll do a little bonus bonus segment. Mm-hmm. How many sacks did you say Aaron Donald's going to have? Because that was actually the question I wanted to ask. How many sacks do you think Aaron Donald is going to have this game? I'm, I'll lean more towards one, but I could see him getting two. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think he'll definitely get one. Yeah, I can, I, I'll float into that one, probably two. Yeah. Um, here's this question. Todd Gurley will have over or under... 105 yards. Over. Mm. James White, too. Yeah? Yeah. Receiving yards? Total yards. Total yards. Yeah. Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Will he throw an interception this game? Brush it off. Not early enough to get in his head. <laughs> okay, okay. And last question. Tom Brady will throw for over or under 400 yards? Under. Under. I'm going uh, over Tom Brady. They're going to need a lot of help from their from the, from the run game. I feel like that's, that'll be a lot of their total yards. But I can see Brady with like 370. Mm. 70 plus mm. not, well, under 400 nice okay so you got who again the Rams yeah I got New England Justin got New England by the way <laughs> can't put your money against Brady it's too it's too much money being lost out here that was episode 16 of season 2 thank you guys for listening follow us on Twitter ATS pod follow us on Twitch ATS pod we're gonna start posting uh, or streaming our episodes through Twitch in the near future. That's lit. So, follow me on Twitter at Leon Phelps. You can follow Ant on Twitter at AF Original. Nothing compared to our family trips My uncle shook hands with the manly grip All this hand-me-down shit I had Had an uncanny fit All the gangsters I had in my family Had me Annie bitch My granddaddy mistress caught the business From my granny fist That was back before I was born Pop told stories about it That would last for hours long And as a family we was just so happy When him and mama got along On the Bobble on our way to that black amusement park Wood roller coasters, crack sold on plastic scooter cars uh, Smoking grass at the vintage food court Broken glass waiting on you on the swimming pool floor I came across my identity on the Bablo boat That's where I lost my virginity, no condom though That's when paranoia hit me like when superstition does Left my inhibitions, I guess what my supervision was Parties on the way to the island would be the liveest though First time big bro hit the bottle was on the Bablo boat Neither one of us knew that we would both grow up and turn to alcoholics, though. Bobble Bob.
some of my better times I share with you I share with you Yeah Shit All of my better days I share with you I share with you Shit And now I gotta Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up Shit Stuck inside a rat race Rat race Fuck Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up again Stuck inside this rat race Yeah Look Twist the cap, lift the bottle back Swig it, dig it 10 inch rims on my mama Civic 10 inch woofers in the trunk To be specific, they bump Rather the license plate plus the windows tinted Don't even give a fuck that it's dented Bitch, I'm the man now, I'm rolling Driving it slow as if it's stolen Piling up bros like we was clothing on a dresser Calling up hoes like we was Jodeci, let's check her Double D's like double deckers, I wanna sex her But these keys don't come with game on how to finesse her Five semesters left until college, I'm under pressure I'm not a real nigga till I undress her I gotta press her This was my main concern back when concerns were lesser Nowadays I often yearn to press her Backspace button a hit return But life is not no word processor Most folks would burn the cess to burn the stressor My real life drama plus fickle niggas Thinking they done heard the best Jermaine Lamar, but that's insane and couldn't be further left of The truth is that my new shit slap, you never heard it better Give me a sec, I murder sectors, prefer to let ya See it rather than say it, but it spill out I gotta chill out, say fuck the world and never pull out We had no Bible boat, but I could note those signs just like a Bible quote BC, before cell phones, the first time I would smoke I was six years old, but that's for another chapter That's for another story, to God be the glory I made it out unscathed, and now I Sunbathed with my son in Tanzanian sun rays, thinking about them days. Thinking about them days. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up again.